You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 260. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome back to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I'm all about helping ambitious professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, if you are brand new to the podcast, a big welcome to you. I hope you enjoy what you hear. Also, if you're new to this podcast, the most recent 20 episodes are available to you publicly as well as a selection of the back catalogue. We do have a total combined 260 episodes now and the rest of the episodes are available to members of our membership and accountability program, the C-Method Academy. So if you love this podcast and you want more and you want access to over 200 more episodes of this show, then go to thecmethod.com slash join to learn more about the Academy and um, to learn about all the other cool stuff that you get with it as well. All right, let's get into this week's topic. And I'm so excited about this. I want to ask you, have you ever thought to yourself, I'm not an expert or who am I to talk about this topic? Do you ever feel like you don't have anything interesting to share or do you worry that other people will think your ideas are stupid? I think we have all at some point doubted the knowledge, experiences and the value that we offer at some point. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people hold themselves back from expressing themselves purely because they didn't think it was worth sharing. Well, if that sounds like you, all of that, I'm hoping, is about to change for you. Because this week on the podcast, we are on a mission to help you believe that you are fascinating and that you have interesting and valuable things to say. And we want you to believe this so much to the point where you feel inspired to share your experience and ideas with others. And to help me explore this topic is the absolutely wonderful Maxine Cunningham. She's going to be bringing her fabulous energy and wisdom to you. Maxine is the CEO and co-founder of Pick My Brain, which is an online tool that makes it easy and fun for smart and creative people to share more of what they know with others in totally new ways. So she calls the people on her platform her brains and her her purpose and mission in life is to help make the world's brains more uniquely available, accessible and useful to society, which I totally love. Make sure you check it out. It's pickmybrain.world is where you can find it. Now, this episode is for you. If you want to build your professional presence and brand, if you want to stand out in the workplace, if you want to be more of service to others, express yourself with courage and confidence, or if you want to put yourself out more into the world. This episode is for you. And we we talk about things like why it's so scary to share that part of yourself. We talk about why the value you offer is so much more than just being an expert and, you know, why it's scary to believe in your value and to express it. So I, I think this is such a powerful message for everyone to hear, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, you ready to meet the wonderful Maxine Cunningham? Let's do it. The most pure thing we can share uh, with others is what what we have spent our lifetime here learning and doing and experiencing. It is like our duty to share that. 
that's what makes us better and, and better understand each other um, and better work together. It just is so fundamental to living a, a, a big life on our own and for also like connecting to a community and having all of us, you know, share in our experiences so that we can collectively get better. So it's just, it's, the, it's just the most important thing. <laughs> And when we say, and when we say share, because it'd be great to give some mm. context to everyone listening. When we say, you know, sharing yourself, you know, parts of yourself, what do you mean by that? I mean, from a fundamental level, sharing what you know. I mean, we can talk about expertise, passing down what you've learned professionally and personally in your life, tangibly, mm. you know. Um, but I also mean sharing your personality and your character and your tone and your body language uh, and your history. Um, and then I mean, energetically sharing your energy with people. So this like spiritual piece that also is enveloped in you because you're a human being. And I think when you can find a way to marry those three things, when you are sharing with someone, you've reached that nirvana point and people, that's when you feel it, you know, when, you know, when you walk away and you felt someone share something with you, um, it's because they've hit kind of all those three things. Yeah. And it's amazing when you do have that connection with someone and you think, wow, that person really gave something of themselves mm-hmm. to me. It's, it's really, it can be life-changing. Yes. Um, you know, Maxine, I meet a lot of people, you know, doing this, talking to people who want to start their own podcasts. And mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people in corporate who want to build up their personal brands, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or they want, you know, they want to be known for their expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many people say to me, like when I say, oh, why don't you write a blog post or do this or do that mm-hmm. to demonstrate what you know, they'll say, oh, but I don't, I don't, I don't offer a new perspective. I don't have anything useful to share. Why would anyone want to read what I have to write, mm-hmm. um, you know, or say on a podcast, for example, Maxine, why do you think so many people freak out mm-hmm. about this idea of, you know, sharing their, their thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, I think they freak out because they have seen it done before and then they think that they couldn't do it again because it's been done. I think that's one big reason. It's like, you know, I've read, I've read another blog and someone else has more experience to me. So therefore I should not do it. I should not contribute. That's how I hear it. I should not contribute to the story because someone else has contributed to the story. And I'm like, ah, but you see your contribution adds to the story. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we need to flip how we see it. It's okay that there's, you know, there's thousands of YouTube yoga videos out there and I could go watch a YouTube yoga video from hundreds or thousands of people, but there are some that resonate with me because of their tone and their character and their values and their space and the music they use. And each of them, I could go and have a yoga class with all of them and they would all feel differently. And therefore they were all Mm. contributing to me. And I think that's like, sometimes we just, we just have to remove ourselves from this comparison mode of like, it's been done because everything's been done, you know, in music, there's only so many notes and yet, (laughs) hey, look, we still produce music, you know, different music year after year after year, there's new music coming out. So, you know, there should be new blogs, um, in the same way. And I think sometimes we just get locked into we forget that like we we forget to see ourselves as a, as a piece of the puzzle, a contribution. It, it doesn't have to be the piece, but it's a piece and it's your frame and no one can say it like you or sing it like you or yoga like you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, look, I mean, this podcast about communication skills, speaking and leadership, it's not, you know, none of the concepts that we talk about on the show are groundbreaking. Yes. You know, (laughs) they've all been done before. They've all been discovered by famous philosophers and psychologists and, and so on. But, you know, I'm still doing it because like you said, like my perspective is going to be different to someone else's. And the way that we are talking about this topic, um, you know, is going to be different to the way that two other people might talk about it. So I think there definitely needs to be that mindset shift that people make to realize, oh, okay, it doesn't have to be brand new or groundbreaking. Not at all. And yeah, like our conversation, we can never have this conversation again twice, even if we tried. It'll always be different. That is true. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. Yeah. So you run you run Pick My Brain where mm-hmm. um, your brains, as you, you call them, mm-hmm. they are experts who sign up and you help them to package up their expertise so they can sell it in, you know, blocks of time for, for people to gain access to their, their minds and, mm-hmm. their, and their expertise, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And you meet all these brains and mm-hmm. – how many of the brains that you speak with feel the same way mm. about, you know, not having something valuable mm-hmm. to deliver and for money as well? Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of them. Um, and it's, it's more than I want to. So what, what a brain is to me is someone who genuinely just wants to share more of themselves with others on their own terms. Someone who is actively looking to be like, you know, I am open to supporting people in this way. And these are the terms that I'd like to do it. And so I, I like the word expertise, but it's again, just like sharing what, what makes us interesting. It's beyond just what, what we know professionally or personally. It is our ethos. It is our values. It is our Mm -hmm. style. It is our language is our stories. And so when I onboard brains and they have that moment of I love the concept. I love the idea of sharing knowledge, but I don't see myself stacking up. Just yesterday, I had uh, a mom who signed up and browsed our brains and just like loved what she saw, but it convinced her that she wasn't, she couldn't be a brain if all these were brains. Like these, these people have something to say. What do I have to say? I'm just a mom. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like what? First of all, um, you know, why, why is a mom any less than any person on that job? You have a a significant, important role in society. Um, and you are one of those super moms. And if I was a new mom, um, I would really appreciate learning from someone like you because of how you mom, you know, you don't say things that you should. I like that. Um, you, yeah, like you're, the way that you raise your kids, I admire it. And if I... I want to talk to her. Right? <laughs> I'm, about, I'm, a, I'm about to become a mom. Yeah. So I, I want to learn from as many successful moms as possible. <laughs> exactly. And so I tried to flip it in her mind. I was like, listen, Cassie, I've got a business coach, right? Someone that helps me build my business because that's what I'm working on every day. Why couldn't there be a mom coach with someone checks in to help me make sure I'm a better mom? Or when I'm in those panic moments, she said... You know, if I could help someone like have a shower cry, you know, she, cause she had, you know, the times from zero to four, are very difficult. And what she wants to do is just provide comfort to mothers in those moments and to give them an outlet to just say the things that are on their mind. And it's okay not to love your kids sometimes or like, you know, hate them at points and just, but you need that outlet <laughs> and support to know it's normal and just saying it can feel grounding. Um, and it wasn't until I introduced her to a group and just like talked about what she wanted to do that other people piped up. 
It's like, listen, I'm thinking of having kids. I would love to ask you about your experiences. Oh my gosh, you had twins. Can I ask you about that? <laughs> and it wasn't until I had other people, you know, val like, yeah, for her to express what she wanted to do and have validation that people would be interested in it before she started to believe it. Yeah. And then she started to believe it. And then she started to package it and get excited about it and bring other moms in. And now it's like, it's growing. And she's added this opportunity to her life to share something that she knows so, so well. So for her, it's nothing new because that's just what she's good at. You know, she just gets mommy. Yeah. I don't get mommy. Yeah. You know, I don't have that. <laughs> and she just thinks it's normal because she has it. That's what we all do. We think our superpowers are just because it's so easy for us to do it. We think, well, why would someone ever, you know, want to pay for it? But it's like, it, the thing is, it's not easy for everyone to do what you do. <laughs> and we forget that. And sometimes we have to be reminded um, and, and zoom out for a minute um, and reframe 100%. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's brilliant. And I totally agree that the things that we naturally are good at, we tend to discount the most. Yes because we haven't really had to work at it. I mean, well, maybe yeah. we have had to, to work at it, but we've done it for so long that it's become second nature yeah. to us. Um, one of my academy members, uh, I was giving her suggestions as to what she could write articles about because she wants to build up her personal brand on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I could write about the, the skills that you need in order to make big organizational decisions. I was like, oh, okay. She goes, but most of that's all common sense anyway. Mm -hmm. And I said, is it really? Cause I, yeah. I don't know how to make big organizational decisions. <laughs> I, I think, you know, yeah. she goes, Oh, doesn't everyone know that? I'm like, no, they don't. No. Yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's revisit common sense. You know, what is common sense? <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. like, what's protocol in Japan. That's not common sense to me. Someone could teach me that, you know, exactly. Yeah, there's so many things to teach and there's so many things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no common sense. <laughs> Maxine, have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt mm. like, oh, who am I to be doing this and sharing this part of myself? Yeah, I think for a long time I did. I think um, I think it's scary to believe in your value. I think it takes a lot of courage to understand your value. Um, and then a lot of courage to express to someone else that you are damn good at this. Uh, but once you break that chasm, once you're like, I am so good at this <laughs> then it because you kind of cross over and you once you understand your value i think um you can distribute it um, more effectively and so i think it's our duty to consistently check in and understand the value that we have uh, in ourselves and then to take it further the value that we have uh, when we're in certain situations and different groups and it's always changing what your contribution can be depending on who's around you but I think we all um, deserve to do the deeper work to continuously articulate and find and discover what makes us unique and valuable and interesting because then we can share it um, and cross over mm. to that chasm <laughs> when we're like, damn, we're good. I've, I've, <laughs> I have so many follow-up questions right now. Um, okay. One of them is you said, you said earlier that it's scary to mm. – I think you said something like own your value mm -hmm. uh, to admit, to admit that that's the value you offer. Why is that mm. so scary? I think because from what I've noticed from having conversations with people about this topic is because it's seen as not a good quality to know how good you are. 
it can come across uh, like you have an ego um, or that you're pretentious or that you know more than people in the room and therefore that makes you bad. Um, I think for women especially, we've been kind of trained to, to not express ourselves openly and to kind of fit in. And so I'm not sure. I think, I think just society has not given us like enough outlets to be like, I am good at this. You should hire me for this. But I'm like, but what if everyone did that? Then we would know. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. I think there's a bit of, of society and, and I yeah. don't think we're, there's how many classes do you get to go work on discovering what does make you so valuable? It's not something you learn in school, is it? You basically yeah. learn that, oh, I got an A yeah. in English, so I must be good at English. Yeah. Oh, I got a, a D in chemistry, so I must be bad at science. It's like they're not – those are not the only things <laughs> that you you can excel at yeah. in life. Yeah. You know? It's so flat. So many it's so flat. <laughs> I'm like, can we deepen that? It's like vanilla and chocolate and strawberry in school, and there's like layers. There's layers in between that you can know that you're good at. Yeah. Like I have created an entire business yeah. out of being in uh, knowing a lot about podcasting. Yeah. Right. I never set out to become an expert in this area, but look what's happened yeah. purely as a result of me just saying to people, Hey, I have a podcast and th this is what happened to it. And then people started to say, Hey, can you teach me how to podcast? Mm -hmm. And then of course, at the time I had that same, you know, imposter-esque syndrome mm. going, why would you want to learn from me? Like, what can yeah. I teach you about podcasting? Yeah. But I had to, I had to own that, yeah, you know, and go, it. well, people are asking for it, then it must be, you know, it must be okay. And that's a really good point, actually, noticing what people ask you for. That's usually where I yes. start with my brains. I'm like, what are your friends at? What are you the go-to for? What do people ask you for in those moments? And, and really think about that and go write that down. And then take a look at that list because that means something. Um, and and you, people coming to you to ask how to do a podcast, they notice that you are further ahead than them, right? It doesn't matter how far ahead you are, but you were a couple steps further ahead than me, which means that with a with connection, I could catch up to you faster. And so that's another thing about value is like there are we're all at different stages in our lives and all the different topics all the time. And just to remember that going through something in your life means that, you know, you've gone through it and someone else hasn't. And so you have something that you could offer. I think it's such a, a key point there to know that you don't have to be a million steps ahead of someone no. in order to provide value to them. Yes. Sometimes you just need to be that one, one step. And I love what you said about, you said that with that with connection, yeah. you can catch up quicker. Can you expand more on that? Yeah. Well, if you were two steps ahead of me. And I connected with you deeply and asked you how you got there. I'm going to shave off time for me to get there as well. And that's what we want to do collectively with society, right? That's what we want to do with our kids. We want to raise kids that are better than us. Uh, we want to work at organizations that were better tomorrow than yesterday because we improved them. And in order to speed up progress or to progress, we're going to have to learn from people that have done it before and just do it a little bit better. So I think that's, that's super important. And, and that's why I don't like the word expert. People have such uh, connotations with that. Like, again, my, my mm. mom friend, she's like, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> Just say mm. that and be like, what, you, what are you? What are you for? Because I'm not looking necessarily to connect with a therapist about this. I'm looking to maybe connect yeah. with another mom, you know, off the, the 
prescription or, you know, this certified route. Maybe yeah. that's not what I'm looking for. Um, and it doesn't discount what you're offering, you know, cause that's what I'm seeking. So yeah, to check ourselves with expert, what does expert mean? Like to me, I'm just looking for people that are a little bit further ahead than me or have a quality that I desire or, or a skill or some kind of value that they've learned about themselves that I just can feel. So I want to spend more time with them. They can all help me progress, you know? Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a saying, oh, I can't remember the exact saying now, but it's something about the best teacher is the amateur, yes. not the not the senior, you know, expert who's yes. be, or the professional. Yes. Because the amateur has literally just learned how to do that yes. thing, which means that they are going to be able to teach you uh -huh. easier because they've just gone through it yeah. as opposed to, oh, I learned that 30 years ago. How did I, where did I start again? Totally. It's a little harder to teach it when you're, when you're a lot, yes. you know, uh, when you're much further down the line. That's so true. Actually, it reminds me of a story when I uh, went to Quebec uh, in Canada, which is our French speaking province for a month to learn French. So we got to Canada puts on this program where you can go fly. The, the government will fly you to Quebec and put you up in residence for one month and you speak French for one month and you just can't speak English. And I remember, um, enjoying so much more talking to beginner French teachers than advanced French teachers because I was so nervous with the advanced. I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. <laughs> like it's so uncomfortable, but like talking to someone that was a little bit ahead of me was like, okay, I, I can shed it and let you hear everything. Whereas the other one, I would kind of guard it. And, um, now thinking back on that, I'm like, no, that's, you know, sometimes you want your teacher to only be a little bit ahead. So do you feel confident? Yeah, you can you can be a little more vulnerable. Yeah, so much with more someone vulnerable. who's just a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. 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 So Maxine, you shared before that one of the first steps you do with your brains is to mm. uh, for them to notice what people are um, asking them about mm -hmm. as like a clue yeah. as to what is something that they could share. What would be some of your other steps? You know, if someone's mm -hmm feeling inspired by this episode, which I hope you all are. Um, if someone's feeling inspired and going, yeah, maybe I do have, you know, experience and things to share with people that could be valuable, but how, you know, what are my steps? How do, how do I get started with believing in myself or putting myself mm. out there? Yeah, it's such a good question. So yeah, starting with noticing what people come to you for. What is your role uh, in your life? You know, to your friends, to your colleagues, uh, to your spouse, to people outside, like, what are people generally coming to you for? Um, second, like, what experiences have you gone through that other people around you have not gone through? Um, you know, I, I onboarded someone the other day, and he's traveled to 43 countries. He just got back from traveling from 40 to 43 countries. Uh, and he went to, he traveled to discover different sustainability policies in each of the countries. And I was like, that's all I need to know to have a hundred follow-up questions. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's it. I was like, okay, okay. You have that. There is so much value in that experience that you put yourself through that if you just let me know you went through that, I now understand the value that you hold. So I told him right on his profile to put that experience on his profile because that will drive questions and that will show off all the learning without you saying, I know all about this. And did he place value on that experience initially? Uh, not in the profile sense, right? He, he, he didn't think that that would be something that he should put on his pick my brain profile because that's not something he would put on his LinkedIn. 
right? That he, right. right? LinkedIn doesn't ask us or these traditional resumes, these ways that we show ourselves off actually don't have space for us to be like, you know, I climbed Everest <laughs> or, you know, sometimes it's like you're, I'm part of the chess club and you have those extracurricular, but it's way at the bottom. And I'm like, you know, it's not like I gave birth to twins. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, or like I, I got in a horrific car accident, learned how to walk again. Like I understand that you have gone through something deep as a human being and mentally went through and, and had to go through that. Like, and already like, I understand how much value you have because you've gone through that. Um, so just like, yeah, taking a deep look at the experiences that you've gone through um, and, and showcasing them, that naturally comes with hundreds like of people, of more inquiries, more chance for me to discover what I can do with you. Um, and then I, I get them, you know, call your friends, ask them. They know what makes you special. They know because they're they'll just be like, this is what you do, and they'll be able to articulate it way. And when you hear it back, you're like, you know, I I do do that's cool. Thank you for sharing that with me, um, because I think it's a constant discovery of what it is we are here to do, and and hearing the perspective of others look at us is so so helpful. Um, so I always get yeah. them to do that exercise too. And usually by the time we get there, we're like, see, there's like a lot to work with here. <laughs> yeah. So is it, so you mentioned the LinkedIn profile, no. is it okay to put some of that, those other experiences that are non-work related? Is that okay to put on our LinkedIn profile? Do you think? <laughs> More than are you, it's like the thing you should like, you know, it's what, it's your differentiator. It's <laughs> Forget like, about the job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think the new age resume, I think the resume of today is a combination of course of your professional experiences, but how I hire people at pick my brain are through like finding someone fascinating because they've done something as well. And that we have something in common, uh, through a fascination of, of an outside, you know, experience that they've had. So, and again, like, I, like there's, there's some companies that will say like, any Olympian, anyone that's gone to the Olympics, I'll hire them for any job because I know that they'll figure it out and that they'll do it. And cause they went through that same thing. Like yeah. if someone's gone through a massive experience, I'm almost like, you can do any, you can probably do any job. If it's not like technical, you know, like a doctor or tech. Um, so no, I think a hundred percent, I want to see what is interesting. I want to see those things so badly. Yeah. Yes. It'll absolutely make your profile stand out because yes. <laughs> the vast majority of people don't put anything like that yeah. on their profiles because they don't I mean like as we've been talking like people don't think that it's relevant or useful <sighs> so but relevant. that's exactly what it's exactly what makes you stand out yeah. so I think that link the LinkedIn profile is a really good place to start look Maxine it's been so awesome having you on mm. and I really hope our listeners are feeling inspired and <laughs> energized and ready to you know even if you're not necessarily starting a blog or a podcast but mm. to be open about sharing your experiences and seeing the value that you bring in, knowing that what you have to share is fascinating, fascinating. and it's helpful for people. Yeah. Can you tell us tell us more about Pick My Brain and your mission? Because I know it's something you're really passionate about. So please share. It is. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Pick My Brain is a tool that uh, is starting to inspire people from all around the world to share themselves in in totally new ways by packaging and pricing offers that they want to call in. So. It's basically an opportunity to put yourself out there in a new way and say, listen, this is what I know a lot about, and this is what I want to invite in, and these are the types of people I want to help all on my own terms. 
Um, so it's, it's not really easy. We found a problem in the market that it's not easy to sell knowledge. Um, it's much easier to sell a product. And, um, you know, when you do have a, have a, a career, it can be challenging to find an outlet to do something on your own terms to start a creative side gig. So the pick my brain profile just makes it really easy. It's like, listen, sign up, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us what you love to talk about. Tell us what you're interested in. And let us know if you are open and available to being pinged for pick my brain calls, things like coffee and conversations, one-off sessions, mentoring, a mastermind, let us know. Um, and, and once you put that profile out there, um, my biggest, greatest life hack that I've learned is that uh, when I make my invitations available online in a tool, they come in. And so we use pick my brain as a tool to do that. And our mission at pick my brain um, and helping people articulate what they want to call in is to make the world's brains uh, more creatively available, accessible, and useful to society. And we imagine a world where it is as easy to book a conversation with someone as it is to buy a product online. So good. Yeah. Um, and where can people connect with you, Maxine? Uh, people can connect with me by visiting Pick My Brain, which is uh, www.pickmybrain.world. And you can browse the brains on our platform. Um, and if you search up Maxine, uh, you'll find my Pick My Brain profile. And if you are interested in thinking out loud with me, or again, grabbing a coffee and conversation, or thinking about new ways you could package and price and invite new opportunities into your life, you will see all the ways that you can do that on my profile. And I invite you uh, to do that because <laughs> that's what I'm calling in. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Maxine, thank you so much for sharing your energy and your um, perspective. I'm not going to say expertise. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm gonna say wisdom, <laughs> wisdom and perspective mm. and experiences with us. It's been such a pleasure and I cannot wait to see how Pick My Brain continues to mm. evolve and get the world's brains out there and adding value. Thank you so much, Christina. And thank you for allowing us to express you know, our stories and give us a platform to do that. Cause I think your role as a storyteller is like absolutely essential. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Maxine Cunningham from Pick My Brain as much as I did. You can find out more about what she does at pickmybrain.com world and I'll put links in the show notes as well where you can access her profile directly and book in a pick my brain session or a coffee and convo or a masterminding session with her as well. I also some news I am also working on my own pick my brain profile so I'll let you know how that goes but I'll very soon have my very own profile where you'll be able to book in a coffee and convo or if you want to pick my brain about podcasting or communication or creating content or throwing a festival wedding, anything you want, you can pick my brain through that platform. So I'll let you know when that becomes available. Uh, you can find the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 260. All the links mentioned as well are in the description of this podcast in your app. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Please do share this with a friend if you think they would also find it valuable. And um, keep on sharing, sharing the love, sharing this message. I'll talk to you next week, Rockstar. Keep on being awesome. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Mm-hmm.